0: American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Welcome, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Um, There are three particular subjects that I want to go over here today, and there's an awful lot of reading and then a little bit of uh, sort of reflection and and some slight analysis as well. So you're going to have to bear with me on on this particular episode. And again, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you tuning in and and, uh, keeping up to date with what's going on. And again, I'm trying to bring lots of different perspectives here, And um, a number of different messages to bear here uh, on this particular podcast, uh, you know, on a three day a week basis as best I can, in particular when it comes to K-12 and higher ed. So the first thing here that I wanted to mention again, and I brought this up in the past, but it has to do with the emergency test from FEMA and the FCC that that, that is scheduled for today on August 11th. And, it's, and I'm just going to read this message and uh, and you can just pass it around and, and do whatever you'd like. But it says on August 11th, 2021 at 2 p.m., I would assume that's Eastern Standard Time, FEMA and the FCC are planning a nationwide emergency test alert. Test messages will be sent to TVs and radios as well as cell phones that have opted in to receive the test messages. The emergency alert signal will last about five minutes. At that point, your TV channels will be temporarily interrupted. Once the test is complete, you may need to reboot your equipment to resume watching TV. To do this, unplug the power, wait ten to 5 to 10 seconds, and then plug the power back in. To learn more about the alert, please visit FEMA.gov for more information. So there you go. Uh, again, going on right in the middle of Mike Lindell's election fraud symposium. What are the odds of that? So there you go. So there's that. The second thing has to do with a couple of stories having to do directly with K-12 education, and they shouldn't really shock people, but it's it's pretty much right in line with what we would expect, I guess. This first, again, comes from the Gateway Pundit. And it's titled, Marxist Oregon Governor Signs Law Allowing Students to Graduate Without Proof They Can Read, Write, or Do Math. Again, at this point, it shouldn't shock us, frankly. Um, I'm just going to read through this briefly because it's embarrassing, to say the least. Uh, It says, quote, possibly the most incompetent Democrat in office today, Oregon Oregon Governor Kate Brown, signed a new law allowing students to graduate without providing without proving they can read write or do math. Apparently I can't read either. Uh it says this, quote wow isn't this the purpose of school. This effectively makes a diploma worth nothing in the state of Oregon. That's how the marxists like it. Who is in their who in their right mind could possibly support this? And it continues uh let's see Uh, The bill was not entered into the legislative database until July 29th, a departure from the standard practice of uploading the public database the same day a bill is signed. Charles Boyle, a governor deputy communications director, said the governor's staff told legislative staff the same day the governor signed the bill. Oehl said in an email statement that suspending the reading, writing and math proficiency requirements will benefit Oregon's Black Latino, Latina, Latinx or Latinx, Indigenous, Asian and Pacific Islander, Tribal and Students of Color. So, let me let me translate here. And um I'm going to play this little news article or this news audio that that uh, comes from apparently a local channel 12 ABC affiliate. Notice they didn't say white people. That's number 1. So apparently the governor thinks that only white people can read, write and do math. You see their 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 bigotry, their racism whatever you want to call it is so blatant that you don't even need clean glasses to be able to see this. She's essentially saying all of these minorities, quote-unquote, black, Latino, Latina, whatever, onward and onward, Asian, Pacific Islander, that they can't read, write, and do math. I mean, that doesn't take really any in-depth interpretation. That's what she's saying. Because, again, it's about... Not raising the bar for everybody, it's about lowering the bar for everyone so it crushes everybody so that achievement doesn't become a thing that a person ever wants to strive for. Perfect Marxist playbook. It's absolutely awful, that goes without saying, but perfect, perfect Marxist playbook. So here's the embedded audio from the local Channel 12 ABC affiliate. In Oregon tonight the Grants Pass School District is pushing back on mask mandates inside its schools after Governor Brown asked the Oregon Department of Education to mandate mask wearing for students. News Watch Tyler Ritchell has been following the story. She joins us now live from Grants Pass. Tyler, what does the district want for students and staff to keep everyone safe? <laughs> Well, Brian, the superintendent tells me that he wishes that face coverings could be optional, but the district is still in discussions with the Oregon Department of Education. Now, many parents believe COVID guidance should be handled on the local level, but one parent has a word of advice to parents in her same position. I would say to be open-minded, to take in, you know, all the facts, Um, because I think a lot of times, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. Another parent also believes not all data is being taken into account. Besides that this really should be left up to the local level, that local governments, that local um, district leaders are fully capable of making these decisions. He adds the overreach and fines need to stop. As of right now, the fee is $500 a day for schools who don't follow the mask recommendation. But for now, reporting live in Grants Pass, Tyler Rajol, Newswatch 12. What an embarrassment. What an absolute embarrassment. All of them. Everybody in that entire piece, regardless of, of their stance. The entire thing was it's just embarrassing. The malaise in their voices, Uh, you know, it should be up to the local level, Uh, I'm going to go back and take a nap. Yeah, yeah, it should always be at the local level, that's the point, that's the entire point. It's always the point. And fining people for not wearing masks? The fascism cannot be, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, communism, Marxism, it's all uh, heads on the same snake it can't be more it can't be more obvious so to just keep sending your children to this again you're normalizing that behavior in them so that when they become adults they become good little compliant slaves that's the point get them while they're young lenin said and we'll have them for a lifetime yikes on a brighter note here are two uh, two more positive things, although this next thing I would have taken a step further. Uh, so here it goes. Florida Governor DeSantis threatens to withhold salaries of superintendents, school board members who defy mask mandate ban. Uh, Ron DeSantis said he would withhold the salaries of superintendents and school board members in a statement to CBS Miami. Quote, with respect to enforcing any financial consequences for noncompliance of state law regarding... These rules and ultimately the rights of parents to make decisions about their child's education and healthcare decisions. It would be the goal of the State Board of Education to narrowly tailor any financial consequences to the offense committed. For example, the State Board of Education could move to withhold the salary. See, could it says the word could. So he's basically giving the 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 State Board of Education in this in, in Florida the option to do this. For example, the State Board could Move to withhold the salary of a district superintendent or school board member as narrowly tailored means to address the decision-makers who led to the violation of law. Education funding is intended to benefit students first and foremost, not systems. The governor's priorities are protecting parents' rights and ensuring that every student has access to a high-quality education that meets their unique needs. A couple of weeks ago, Ron DeSantis signed an executive order banning mask mandates for students. In Florida, there will be no lockdowns. There will be no school closures. There will be no restrictions and no mandates in the state of Florida, DeSantis said to cheers last month. I want to see my kids smiling. I want them having fun, DeSantis said. Okay. I would have taken this a step further, and here's where I would have taken it. And I put this on Gab. The fact is, is that Defying such an order and hurting children is conduct unbecoming of an educator. That's the actual contractual line, which means any administrator, teacher, etc. that is doing these things, forcing jabs, pushing masks on people, social distancing, segregating, discriminating, you name it, they should be fired and they should lose their teacher certificate. Don't go for the money. Just fire them. Just fire them. Because then what you're doing is, is you're sending a clear message that they should be fired, number one. And number two, you're, you're saving money that way anyway. So why keep them in the position and, and, and find them or withhold their pay until they comply? Why do that? Just cut them loose. Cut them loose it's the easiest solution it's the fastest solution you are you are in violation of your contract in a direct order from the from the governor of the state of Florida they receive a letter and it says remove your stuff out of your desk pack up your shit and hit the road you're done and 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 a full investigation is being sent to the state department of education in Florida to put sanctions on top of or Restrictions on top of your teaching certificate or administrative certificate, which will ultimately probably lead to the full removal of your certificate in the state of Florida. That's what needs to happen, because that right there has already happened to even innocent teachers and innocent administrators for doing the right thing. Now you have them doing the wrong thing, some of them, and and this is just another option, taking some of their money away or withholding pay. You know, I'm all for it, but cut them loose. It's such a simpler solution, and it's already in their contract. You don't have to make a new rule on top of their contract to follow their contractual obligations. So that's that's my two cents on that. It's just another law for a law that already exists. And I've brought that stuff up before. That's the real abomination here, is that more and more laws are being created or more rules or executive orders or whatever they may, you know, they may be, um, that are just enforcing what's already supposed to be enforced. So here's the last thing I wanted to mention before I get into the crux of this episode too. Um, on Monday, a fantastic video went around from a Mount Vernon, Indiana, uh, community school corporation meeting apparently. And I like how they call themselves community school corporation. That's an excellent, uh, it's an accurate description and an unfortunate description of, of how these school board meetings tend to operate and, and who's on them and how they're made up. They are corporations, and we're seeing how they operate, and it's tyrannical at best. Um, a doctor by the name of Dr. Dan Stock, who's a specialist in immunology and inflammation, got up and without notes, without anything stood there and just railed on them for about six and a half minutes with nothing but medical fact, one medical fact after another. It was absolutely fantastic, and everybody in the room is just sitting there with their mouths open looking like fools. But you've heard me say this in the past too, and this is exactly what needs to start happening in these board meetings. They've got to stop yelling about the CRT pretend nonsense. That's low-hanging fruit. I've said it a thousand times it's um it's not the thing that needs to be brought up and it's pretend so whatever get ri- get rid of it it's the it's the it's the jab mandates that are coming down the pipeline here for kids and that's what's going to kill kids it's already going to kill teachers and staff members i've brought that up numerous times as you all know but it's the medical facts that have to be start that have to start being brought up because again the looks on these people's faces they don't read anything. They don't investigate anything. And there was an excellent post on on Gab from Relentless Truth, where he said he was talking with a doctor friend of his who lives in Boston. And he, and he was asking him about the treatment protocols and this, that, and the other. And the doctor, I'm making a, a long post short, but he basically said, He goes, yeah, man, we don't research a lot of this stuff, and we don't read. Basically, everybody in the hospital just does what their TV and radio tell them to do. And that's it. That's it. I mean, he flat out said it. A a doctor in Boston at a major hospital basically just said, yeah, we're just doing what our TV and radio tell us. And that's it. So, again, these people are listening to CNN, and they're watching MSNBC and getting their medical advice and their medical protocol from the CDC, which is remarkably harmful. I watched another post on a on a podcast on Rumble the other day of a woman who has a podcast. Her name has slipped my mind. Uh, my apologies, but she was talking about um, taking her her husband to the hospital for pneumonia, and immediately they wanted to test him for for COVID, quote unquote. They wanted to jab him and and both both he and his wife with with the jabs. And they wanted to intubate him on a ventilator. Immediately, he could breathe and he could walk and he could move. But then he star- she started demanding that he have ivermectin, uh, benzodine if I'm not if I'm getting that name right. It's a it's a steroid inhalant that you squirt into your nose and inhale it, um, along with hydroxy zinc uh, whatever it was twenty thousand milligrams of vitamin C intravenous. And he walked out of the ICU after three days he was 100% fine. So their protocols in these hospitals are killing people because they're following CDC they're following the CDC protocols for people who are coming in with just basic bacterial pneumonia and it's that kind of thing that is really the larger the larger problem here because it's all connected from the K12 schools right through quote-unquote, six students, and then assuming they all have COVID, quote-unquote, and then they move them right to a hospital where they're intubated and then they die. Because again, the statistic that is factual is that 85% of people who go on ventilators die. The ones that don't end up permanently maimed. They have serious brain damage. Uh, They can't walk. They can't talk. They have to relearn how to do these things. Uh, the ventilator is turning out to be a death sentence, so I'm going to again link the video from Dr. Dan Stock in the in the uh, description below. Okay, now onto the crux of this episode. So here's what I want to do. As I said in past episodes, K12 schools have rolled out countless differing "quote unquote" COVID policies. Some of them. Voted on them during the summer, in particular when everybody's away, and then they sneak it on people and they and they shock people with what their what their uh, nonsense COVID policies are. And most of them, again, are horrific for the ones, of course, that even have them. They also, of course, hid them on their websites, and some of them made it painfully obvious where they were available, and then some of them did not. Um, there is one particular school district in northeastern Columbus. It's a large school district, multiple high schools, multiple middle schools, even more elementary schools. And I want to read what their policies are because, again, they are awful. And I would encourage people to take this approach first. First of all, don't say to yourselves and rationalize this away by saying something like, well, that doesn't happen in my school or that doesn't happen where I live. Too bad for them. Um, It probably did happen in a a school around where you live. And the more we learn about what goes on uh, regarding the schools in our areas, whether we're associated with them or not, and I'm not associated with any of them, but I do this to bring information to people so that they know what's going on and they know how fluid these policies are because they're going to close again. It is inevitable. And when you hear what they write in this policy, they're telling you without telling you. Again, to a novice to read something like this, they'd say, "Well, they're going to be open because they say they want to be open." And that's just the way it's going to be. Yay, we're all back and we're wearing masks and we're all great and everything's everybody's jabbed and isn't it going to be fun? No. It's going to be a living nightmare. So I wouldn't say to yourselves, well, this isn't going on where, where I live. I would say this. You might not know that, number one. And number two, if you were wearing masks or your school children or school students in your areas were wearing masks in the past, then you have already done this. You have already done this. Only now, this is rinse and repeat policy. And it's horrific. So again, this is the Westerville City Schools around Columbus, Ohio. This is, their, this is their front page on their website, COVID policy. Two things before I get into the actual document. As soon as you click on the website to read their COVID policy, I kid you not, a window pops up and it says this. And you're going to recognize this if you've listen, listened to episodes in the past. You're going to know exactly what this really means it says, earn up to $20 per hour. Looking for work? Westerville City Schools is now hiring student success coaches, substitute bus drivers, substitute custodians, food service workers, substitute food service workers, cafeteria recess aides, warehouse delivery drivers, and crossing guards. Depending upon the position, earn up to $20 per hour with commitments ranging from two to three hours per day up to five to six hours per day. Visit their careers website to learn more and apply today." Now, what does that mean really? It means that they know that people aren't going to work. It, it means that they know that there are countless people who have quit. They don't want to wear the masks. They don't want to be jabbed. Some of the smartest people I've met are some of the food service workers. I mean, they know what's going on. One of the smartest women I've ever met was the manager of the food service workers in a middle school where I used to work. We drank at the same bar from time to time. She was a biker. She was a tough, tough chick. And she hated school policies, and she hated the paperwork, and she knew it was all garbage. I mean, she was completely based. And it was awesome. I loved her. And when I came in and talked to her once... Uh, Uh, We were talking about that kind of stuff. I was like, did I see you at that bar the other night? And she goes, yeah, I go there with my husband. We ride our Harleys there and blah, blah, blah. I mean, some of these people are some of the – they're smarter than half the teachers, for God's sakes. It's incredible. So some of these bus drivers, same thing. And, of course, plenty of them are abusive too. I know that. But the point is is that their own human resources department in this school district knows – that I mean, they know what's coming. I've talked about the secession planning that that's taking place in countless human resources departments. That's happening here, and it's at face value. It's the first window that shows up on their website. So again, that's that's what's happening. And never before have they had a window like this on their website, where they're where they're pleading with people to earn money, part time, full time, potentially twenty bucks an hour to do all of these different jobs because they know that people aren't going to show up. That's incredible. And not show up both now and in the future when the real shortage hits and the schools are going to have to close. Okay, so here's the second thing. And Vanessa Hurst brought this up to me, which is really bizarre. And I mean, she's 100% right, and I didn't even notice this. But the logo for Westerville City Schools is a bell, not uncommon. But it says below it, Westerville City Schools where you belong. And it's like, uh, really? Is this really where people belong? It's um, I don't know. I think it's creepy. Anyway, I'm going to break this down. It's kind of a long document, but bear with me cuz again, what they have planned, you're going to you're going to hear the fluidity in the entire thing and it is horrific. So it says forward together. Dear WCSD families. See, we're all in this together. Remember those logos. Okay, it says this, quote, The communication is intended to share important health and safety information as we prepare to welcome students back to the school for the 2021-22 academic year. If you recall, I don't know who wouldn't, we began last school year in a fully remote instructional environment. Our goal at the time was to implement health and safety protocols that would allow us to get students back into schools for in-person instruction. Thanks to everyone's vigilance in following these measures, we were able to transition to a blended learning model and eventually return all students to the classroom to finish out the year. This year we planned, we plan to, again, keep that in mind, we plan to welcome everyone to school with a traditional, With as traditional a start to the year as possible, our goal will be to keep children, this is all in bold letters, our goal will be to keep all children in school receiving in-person instruction for the entire year while maintaining the health of our students and staff. That sentence is going to destroy them in the future. Our goal will be to, no, it's not going to happen. Next sentence. Once again, we will need everyone's continued vigilance in following the health and safety measures that are being put in place for the twenty one twenty two 22 school year. A few things are different entering this school year than last year. Most notably, individuals age 12 and above have had the opportunity to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Families interested in having their child fully vaccinated prior to the start of the school year are encouraged to contact their family physician, or one of many vaccine providers in the region, are encouraged to. They're pushing it. They're pushing the jabs on all teenagers and all staff. The latest we've heard from national reports is that the vaccines for children under 12 may become available in early to midwinter. Details and a vaccine locator are available at vaccines.gov. They want the children jabbed. They want them all jabbed. Recent legislation hinders the governor's and Ohio Department of uh, Health's ability to issue and enforce health orders. Thank God right now. Thank God for that. This same legislation also impacts the measures that schools can enact that take into consideration a person's vaccination status. Therefore, ODH is only issuing recommendations For the state's public schools, portions of this legislation may be rendered obsolete if and when the Food and Drug Administration grants full approval of COVID-19 vaccinations instead of their current emergency use authorization, so we will continue to monitor developments regarding this matter. You can hear it. You can hear it in their own writing. They want it approved. They want everybody jabbed, no matter what. And then, of course, if it all goes through, they'll make it mandatory. And then they're gonna, it's just going to be hell to pay and total chaos. Masks face coverings on buses and other district transportation. Here's the first subchapter. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, requires masks on public transportation regardless of a person's vaccination status. Given that school vehicles are considered public transportation, we will continue to require students to wear masks while riding district vehicles in order to remain compliant with CDC orders. Please ensure that your child has their mask with them and understands that they are expected to wear it while on district transportation. We also continue the practice of assigning seats to students and maintaining cleaning protocols for our vehicles. That entire paragraph is an abomination. They're following everything regarding the CDC, and all of it is false. Masks don't work. Viruses don't travel in the air. They don't stick on surfaces, and no one needs to be distanced. Unless, of course, you've been jabbed because you're transmitting the jab juice onto other people and all the ill effects that go with it. The entire paragraph is a lie. Second subchapter, or subsection rather. Masks, facial coverings during school. In a joint statement issued by Columbus Public Health and Franklin County Public Health, both entities strongly recommend schools follow CDC guidance on universal masking policies for students and staff regardless of their vaccination status. Per the CDC, when COVID-19 cases case rates in the community are substantial, quote-unquote, 50 cases per 100,000 individuals or high, Greater than 100 cases per 100,000 individuals, there is an increased risk of spread in schools. Now, listen to this, all in bold letters. As of today, August 2nd, and they save this entire document for August 2nd, allegedly. Our county case rates are above the CDC threshold of 50 cases per 100,000 individuals. Therefore, effective this Wednesday, August 4th, we will implement universal mask requirements for all students, staff, and persons entering board owned facilities. For classes and activities that take place outdoors, individuals will be permitted to remove their masks while maintaining appropriate physical distancing. How do you do that playing sports? why are they still wearing masks? And do they not know that a case is simply a test and the tests are false? They're not even making the most basic factual dot connections. They're all following orders right to their own slaughter. It's incredible. It continues, quote, same subsection, Should local county case rates drop below the CDC's threshold of 50 cases per 100,000 individuals, then we will consider a strategic tiered approach to making masks optional at the high school level. However, we will continue to require all students in grades pre-K through grade eight to wear a mask, regardless of case rates until a vaccine is readily available for younger children, for children younger than 12 years of age. At that time, we will revisit the mask requirement for pre-K through grade 8 students upon, based upon county case rates. They still want them in masks, 100%. Next one. Uh, one. One important thing we would like everyone to know is that by wearing masks in a school environment, especially indoors, we are able to keep the option of modified quarantine in place for children and adults. What modified quarantine means is that even if found to be in close contact with confirmed case of COVID-19, students and adults may continue to be at school. This is important because many families struggled last year to find find care and supervision uh, when their children were quarantined at home or while at school operated under remote instruction. So they're, they're following people. They're doing the contact tracing nonsense. It's just, just horrific. It's absolutely horrific. It continues, Modified quarantine is only an option if those involved during the identified contact period have been wearing their face masks appropriately and at least three feet of physical distance was maintained. Principals and teachers will work with parents' guardians to make appropriate accommodations for a child's class work in the event the student is required to fully quarantine at home. I'm telling you, if if they're already saying it here. If a student coughs, sneezes, isn't wearing a mask appropriately, they're kicking them out of school. That's it. They're kicking them out of school. Coughing and sneezing. It's now against the rules. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's that's how I interpret this. They're, they're heavily monitoring and watching everybody with a with a magnifying glass. They're creating Gestapo tactics here to scoop up children, as I've said, toss them in a truck and carry them away. And they're normalizing all of this behavior. The next subsection says, Physical Distancing and Barriers. To the greatest extent possible, we will continue to maintain at least three feet of physical distancing between students in the classroom during lunch periods and in our common areas in which students gather. Barriers, may be, barriers made from plexiglass or other materials will not be used. However, schools will still have access to these items in the event their future use is required. So they say, we're not going to use them, but we haven't gotten rid of them, and we'll bring them back if necessary. If they work, which they don't, then why, you, wh- why, why not use them all the time? I mean, they're imprisoning people. They're saying, we're not going to put bars up right now, like we have in the past. But we might have to in the future, so make sure and prepare yourself for the future bars that are going to constrain your mind and your body. Again, every piece of literature that's ever been written or any research that's ever been conducted on how human beings teach and learn effectively has been thrown away. It's all been ignored. All of it. All of it. It's all gone. Special education is the next section. One sentence. The district will continue to provide special education services this school year according to each child's individual individualized education plan. Well, great. You're turning everybody into a special education student. So what's the difference? The next subsection says uh, facility cleanliness. This is ridiculous. And listen to this one. We will continue facility cleaning protocols that were in place last year. Classrooms will continue to have additional cleaning supplies on hand, and sanitizer will remain accessible throughout our facilities. Resources shared among students, such as library books, headphones, manipulatives, etc., will continue to be cleaned and sanitized. They still believe that viruses travel on objects. And another little, another little uh, sort of proof in the pudding that this is a giant medical lie, that viruses travel on objects, ladies and gentlemen. Have you noticed that on the container of a, of a set of Clorox bleach wipes, it says, quote, kills 99.9% of viruses and bacteria. Have we ever thought to ourselves that maybe it says that because viruses don't stick on surfaces whatsoever? So, of course, they're going to say 99.9% because the wipes aren't actually killing anything. Kill bacteria? Sure. But the second you wipe it down and the second it dries, bacteria shows up again. But viruses? No. No, they're just covering their bases to maintain the lie. This is awful. Next subsection, school health clinics. This will be rich. School nurses will continue to serve as a primary point of support for any students exhibiting COVID-19 symptoms. Students will be cared for in the designed health clinic areas, and families will be uh, contacted as soon as possible if a child needs to be sent home from school for any reason. Again, coughing, coughing. Sneezing, clearing your throat, wiping your nose, m- not wearing your mask appropriately, quote-unquote, over your entire face. These are the... Th- My God in heaven. It's just... I, uh, it's awful. It's awful. And the masks that they're going to have at their disposal to spread around and to use contain graphene oxide. The masks are harmful... It says on the boxes, again, does not work against all of these things. These people are illiterate, and they're hurting children. They're killing them. They're giving them countless health problems. Next subsection athletics and other extracurricular activities. We intend to provide uh, to proceed with a full state of fall sports and extracurriculars for students. Full slate, my fault. well they plan on it, which is hilarious. Or we intend is the word they use, which means it's fluid. It's all fluid. They'll snatch it away in the in, in the in the beat of a heart in the beat of a swollen myocarditis, jab-filled heart. Uh, Camps practices are underway and specific health and safety protocols have been communicated to participants and families. During athletic contests and or public performances involving spectators, at this time, masks remain optional for outdoor events but are strongly encouraged for unvaccinated individuals." Physical distancing of 6 feet between families will also be required for outdoor events activities. Masks and physical distancing of a minimum 3 feet will be required for attendees at indoor events. So let me get this straight. Students can play sports and be grabbing on each other and pulling and doing whatever, but everybody else has to be distanced and wearing masks, in particular the unjabbed. How does any of that equate? It doesn't. This is how this is the lunacy that, that exists. I mean, these people are certifiable. It's that simple. Per the health department, student participants who are determined to have been in close contact with a confirmed case of COVID but who qualify for modified quarantine are vaccinated and asymptomatic will be permitted to continue participating in school and athletic extracurricular activities. Those who are not eligible for modified quarantine will be quarantined for 10 days, but may may be moved to modified quarantine with proof of a negative COVID test after the first five days of quarantine. (laughs) My God. My God in heaven. Any changes or additional details regarding spectator audience requirements will be communicated as they are determined. Okay. My interpretation here is that modified quarantine means that they are isolating them in the school building. They're saying, well, you get to come here, but you basically have to sit in a room by yourself all day long because the quarantine for 10 days implies removal from the entire school. So you have to go home. I mean, they're trying, here's what they're also trying to do from a psychological standpoint, they're trying to get students to hate their home environment also. They're trying to get them to want to be in school even when they're being abused. So, say for example, a student is coughing or sneezing or not wearing their mask the way that the tyrants want them to, and they're sent home for 10 days, and they're not sick everything's fine. They take a faulty test, regardless of the outcome, doesn't matter. What student in their right mind would say to themselves, you know what? I hate being home for 10 days. I hate this. Only the ill, mentally, would say to themselves, wait a minute, I I need to get back to school. I, I love school. School's incredible. Yes, they're abusing us, but well, that's policy now. And, and well, I just need to be there because that's, that's where I need to be. Who would say that? Who would say that to themselves? It's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. But they're, they're, they're training these children to hate their homes and be reliant on the building to guide them. Think about that. Think about that. My God in heaven. The next sub chapter says this, or subsection, monitoring local health data. Here we go, here's the Goon Squad. Our core team, which is responsible for monitoring the latest health and safety guidance from medical authorities, continues to meet. As our school year proceeds, we will be tracking CDC county level data and local health data specific to our district boundaries through the COVID-19 Analytics and Targeted Surveillance, CATS, system. We will also monitor school-by-school attendance rates, confirmed COVID-19 cases, and quarantine rates. Keep in mind, to them and everybody else, a case is a positive, faulty test, which has been removed from the FDA, and yet people are still doing it and relying on it. And the FDA is corrupt, too. It continues, this information will be used to determine what health and safety measures should be enacted, such as requiring masks, facial coverings, transitioning to a blended or remote instructional model, etc. As mentioned before, one of the local benchmarks we will follow closely comes from the CDC and, inna- and entails community case rates that increase the risk of transmission in schools. Ladies and gentlemen, with the, dr- with the jabbed dropping dead in the near future, they're going to keep testing these people. Every test is a case. Schools closing is an inevitability. It's an inevitability. They've boxed they've boxed themselves in with with all of these policies from a corrupt CDC and they can't even see it. And they don't seem to even care. Again, the one thing that I'm not hearing is how many teachers are quitting. How many teachers are, making, are connecting these dots and saying, this is outrageous. I'm not participating in this abuse anymore. How many of them are out there in America? Are you out there? Do you exist? Of course you do. The media doesn't want to ever have you on TV. Radio programs will never have you on. They don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from you, but other people don't. This is awful. It continues. When to keep your child home. Now the government is telling the parent what to do regarding their own health. And listen to this because this is nuts. Students should stay home from school or school activities or they may be sent home for the following reasons. Sick with one of these COVID-19 symptoms. Fever of 104 degrees Fahrenheit or higher. New or worsening cough. Loss of taste or smell. Sore throat, new or worsened nasal congestion, or runny nose. That's it. They'll send them home for any of that. Uh oh, Sally's nose is running. Scoop her up and dump her in the truck and get her out of here. Billy's nose is running and he's coughed just a second ago. Quick, uh, get the fish net and, and net him up and pull him into the truck and, and drive him away. This is nuts. It's nuts. And then it says this, or sick with two of these COVID-19 symptoms, headache, body aches, new or worsening fatigue, nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. Ladies and gentlemen, the masks cause all of those things. The masks alone cause all of those things. Headaches, body aches, new or worsened fatigue, nausea, vomiting. Well, I don't know about diarrhea, but there you go. The mask caused them. So they're sending them home for their own policies of wearing the masks. What? N- n- I mean, I got, I got nothing here. I got nothing on these people. And this is awful. Last line. The presence of such symptoms will also begin the process of determining any close contacts and the possible need for quarantine. Which means they're going to scoop up everybody else who's been around those kids or those teachers And they're going to send them out too and make a determination as to whether or not they need to be quarantined. This is fascism. It's fascism. And they don't even know it or they don't even care. It's one of the two and both of those are dangerous. To not know it's fascism or to go through with it and think it's okay. Both scenarios are awful. Here's the last paragraph in the last subsection, and then it's signed, sincerely, Dr. John R. Kellogg, superintendent, who is a complete moron. Okay, last paragraph. Moving forward together. There's that old jargon again. Please know that the current and future decisions remain subject to change based upon new developments and information that becomes available. Our district and school leadership, as well as other school staff, will continue to communicate to families any health safety information that is specific to their instructional programs. The learning community at the district level will continue to consult with our local health officials and monitor the data that inform our decision-making process. We will follow all applicable quarantine and communication requirements when any confirmed cases of COVID-19 become known. All of it's based on fraudulent tests. All of it's based on lies. The entire, all of the policies are lies. And he just said it right there in that one section. There's a few more sections here, but he just said it right there. It's all fluid, and we'll, we'll pull the hook as soon as we have to, and we probably will. Prior to the pandemic, our schools regularly provided accommodations for medically fragile students and or students who need additional instructional support due to their confirmed health conditions. We will continue this practice and provide additional support to those students whose health conditions create a need for these accommodations, particularly if their condition would be further compromised by COVID-19. If you have questions or need additional information, please contact your building principal. In the event of increased health concerns, contingency plans remain in place to put individual schools or the entire district in remote learning there you go. He just told you what he's going to do. This would allow us to continue teaching and learning while slowing the spread of the virus. Didn't work the last time because there's not one. If we ever transition to a different instructional model, we would plan to remain in that new model for at least 10 school days. They're quarantining themselves then for nothing. Once again, our goal is to keep children in school receiving in-person instruction for the entire year while maintaining the health of our students and staff. How our learning community responds to these health safety protocols and the latest information from reputable medical authorities will impact our ability to maintain conditions that allow us to achieve this goal. Sincerely, Moron. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you're smart people. This can't get more clear. It's fascism at face value. It's lies based on lies based on lies and then making policy and following fake policy and following lies right into the slaughterhouse. This is one of the largest school districts in central Ohio, and this is exactly what they're doing. Apparently, they're not paying attention to anything that's going on in Florida. Apparently, they're not paying attention to anything that's going on in Texas. Apparently, a slight geographical difference is all it takes to completely decide whether or not to have school with all of these abusive tactics or not. They're abusing children. Child abuse is school policy. It's K-12 school policy. And now they're going to kill their children and their staff members by continuing to advocate for the jab, force the mask, and believe all of these lies and these fear tactics. I also said this roughly a year ago when I first started the podcast, and it's one of these things that's already taken place, and it's going to continue to take place as schools continue to open. They're going to have at the beginning of these schools, the day that students come back, they're going to have all of this. It's bullshit. I'm just gonna. just gonna call it. It's just sheer bullshit. It's it's all of this. We're in this together nonsense. Let's all high five each other or let's all fist bump each other is what they'll do or all let's let's all elbow bump. Remember all that garbage that took place last year where you had lines of teachers lining up and they're all cheering their students for coming back and everybody's masked up and everybody's psychologically damaged. And I mean, they're going to do all of this welcome back. It's so great to see everybody. It's so cool. I hope everybody's all right. I hope everybody's great. You can't see my mouth moving underneath this mask, but who cares? Blah, blah, blah. I'm a horrible person. Whatever. I'm not a teacher and I don't read anything. That's going to happen. It's the normalization of insanity. Again, these are not healthy environments, but to but but to short-sight yourself or, or, or your family or the people around you by saying, well, that's not happening in our district. That's not happening at my child's school. Ladies and gentlemen, it's still happening. It's still happening. Just because mass executions aren't taking place in your backyard doesn't mean it's not happening somewhere. But this kind of policy is being normalized across the board. Countless states are doing just what this school is doing. And you need to be aware of that, whether you're involved or not. Again, I'm not involved. I don't work in these systems anymore. I don't, I don't teach there. I don't have children that go here. I don't have children. But I'm involved because I give a damn about what's going on here. And I know more about these policies than the parents who are sending their own children to the slaughterhouse. And that's the problem, too. And I know more about these lies than the people who, of course, are blindly following these policies who work in these school districts. That that should frighten everybody, too. So, again, it's not fear-mongering. It's awareness. It's vigilance. And I'm telling you, watch out for what's coming down the pipeline they're not going to be able to avoid it. Closing schools is an inevitability. That website, nomassforkids.com, is going to blow up this coming fall again. It just started last fall. There's hundreds of comments on there. Just within the course of a year, not everybody even knows about such websites or that such websites even exist. And there are numerous websites like that. Countless websites where individuals are reporting their adverse reactions that, of course, aren't being recorded by the CDC and that these school districts have no idea even exist. These are unhealthy environments from A to Z, period. I I don't know what else I can say about it other than that. So, that's one entire school district's policy. There it is. Now you know. Um, Please stay tuned for Friday's episode. Hope to be talking to Vanessa Hurst shortly, and uh, we're going to bring up a lot of different stuff, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff. So it should be a great conversation, and uh, I'll catch you on Friday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care, and God bless.